Jules, I am so excited to introduce today's guest. How are you feeling about it? Very, very excited. I'm so pumped for you guys to hear this interview. Yes, it was honestly was an amazing interview. I'm talking to Dmitry Evkrafov, who is my, I'm going to say my favorite composer mm-hmm. of all time. I really, really just absolutely adore his music. And I was so beyond honored to get to speak with him. It was honestly, um, it was a pretty emotional uh, interview for me. I've listened to his music for years now, and it's always been just, um, I don't know, it's been such a, a beautiful part of my life and a, of my music experience. Um, both of us play the piano, mm-hmm. and so I think that we have a connection in that way yeah, as well. Definitely. Um, his song, Real, is my favorite piano song of all time. If you haven't listened to it, I really recommend going to check it out. He is an incredible composer. He's an app designer as well. He's a sound engineer, and he's pretty young. I mean, I think he's still under 30, and yeah. he released his first two albums when he was a teenager, I believe. That's so, so wild. I can't even imagine being put together enough to release an album when you're still a teenager, like blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, And if you haven't had a chance to check out his app, I highly, highly recommend it. We're going to talk all about it in the episode, but um, I just want to promote it again here. Um, This is not a sponsorship in any ways, but I fully endorse it. The name of the app is Endel, E-N-D-E-L. Basically, it creates a soundscape for your life, mm-hmm. which is so cool. I yeah. bought it and I have it playing 24 <laughs> seven. Like I sleep to it. It kind of, it matches your circadian rhythms. So it matches your sleep cycle. Um, the like light exposure, the weather outside, and it's all unique music. And he's going to talk all about it in the podcast. But for me as a music nerd, this is just like the dream app like I think it is the coolest thing ever so highly recommend checking that out they just did a collaboration with Grimes so Grimes did an AI lullaby for the Endel app which is so cool so check that out for sure Jules you need to get it on your phone yeah I know I haven't gotten around to it yet but I definitely need to try it yeah it's absolutely worth it Um, and it's something that you can use all the time I mean they have presets for working out, for creating, for painting, for meditating, for sleeping, for studying, everything in between, everything you can think of. And Dimitri is the main composer behind all of it, which is extra incredible. The thought that he has created thousands of hours of endless loops of music for Mm -hmm. everybody. It's like having your own personal concert Mm -hmm. with Dimitri. That like fits you specifically. Yeah. And maximizes your productivity. Is amazing. Yeah. If you can't tell, I'm completely geeking out over this thing. I think it is the coolest app ever. Um, so go check that out. So like I said, in this um, episode, we are going to talk about AI and how that influences the future of music, um, the relationship between music creation and composition and AI and robots, which is really cool. Um, we're going to talk about Dimitri's influences, some of his least favorite um, works of art, which are um, definitely an eye opener. I don't know. I feel like I really disagree with <laughs> some of the things that he feels like aren't that great that he's made, but, um, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Moscow as well. He's from Russia. So he gives us some tips for, um, the number one thing that you need to check out when you're in Moscow, which I would never have guessed. So stay tuned for that. And I have to say, I was so starstruck during this interview, I completely forgot to ask him for his daily shuffle. So I thankfully was able to touch base with him after the interview and get his daily shuffle recommendation, which I'm going to give you now. It is a fantastic song. So go check it out. His song recommendation for you all is Her Revolution by Burial Fortet and Tom York of Radiohead. So Go give that a play. Give that a stream. Um, Jules, do you have anything else to add about Dimitri before we transition over to the interview here? Um, I don't think so. I think we've pretty much summed it up. He's an awesome composer. This is an awesome interview, and we hope you guys enjoy it. And his latest album, Surrender, is out anywhere you can get your music. So definitely go check that out. Give it a stream. It was worth your listen. Stay groovy, friends, and we'll see you on the flip side. 
Dimitri to the show. I am so honored to have you here on the podcast today. I have been listening to your music for many years at this point. Um, you are one of my favorite composers. You are also one of my new favorite app creators. I just downloaded the Endel app a couple of days ago and I'm obsessed with it. I have had it on 24 seven, um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit here. We'll not get ahead of ourselves. Um, I do want to start at the beginning though, because you started composing music when you were very young and you released your first album when you were quite young. How old were you when your first album came out? I was 17 when I uh, composed my my first album and it uh, came, I think, half a year later or nine months later. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's, it's, it looks like very young. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I don't know how, how, how it happened. I just had an urge to cement my, my abilities that I had to that moment. Uh, I started making music at the age of 13 or 14. I started from guitar and playing, playing some pop, pop punk covers, but, but I rapidly, rapidly realized that it's, it's not my way. Um, then I switched to piano and I was um, obsessed by uh, this new you know, uh, neoclassical movement where you can have something very, very um, impactful in, 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 in very, in very sparse um, instrumentation. So I was very inspired by that. And my first album was just piano and string trio. I did not know how to play uh, piano well it was very laborious process for me <laughs> unnecessarily uh, laborious but still it was some kind of you know first experience well I think we have different ideas of what playing the piano well sounds like because that album is incredible um was it your means family my, my, minding your intonation and dynamics <laughs> <laughs> at least yeah and I was I was liking it hmm so was your family musical growing up? Did you have like out, like outside influences that were showing you like what it would look like to be a musician? Well, not, not really. It was like, you know, here and there. I was um, um, overall, I was overall fascinated by um, the, um, the art uh, way of living in, 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 a, in, in a sense, you know, so how, how, you know how the, the the sheer creativeness and the the power of creativeness of for example of uh, artists or film directors or musicians in the same sense it was my you know inspiration and i i, I wondered what, what what does it take and what 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 can i do <laughs> to, to be closer to that mm. yeah and there were no you know idols in in my in my adolescence um, they were like, you know, uh, very, very um, brief moments of, you know, my obsession with like, you know, news or something like that, or with, uh, Oliver Arnold's and, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's normal. It's normal. Of course, when you, when you try to figure out how, how, how they do that, this thing or that thing, and you just dig deeper into their style and their material. So who were some of the artists that you were listening to growing up that inspired you? Well, I, I think I, as I, as I already said, uh, it was, well, um, I always wanted to have uh, the um, explore the horizons and not just, you know, be in, in, in one genre or another. It was always my fascination towards many different approaches. And I, I, I still to this day, I don't listen to just one artist. And I listen, I, I always uh, keep my ears open, metaphorically, uh, to, you know, to everything, to everything. And to new obscure artists. And it's okay for me to listen to them for like one minute or two minutes. So I will get there, you know, what they want to say okay okay that's 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 something new that's something very very uh, fascinating and, and i keep some some more time with them if, if if i like that but if i don't i still 
get some experience from that. So it's it, it's more of you know a vast starting from hip hop music to you know electronic music, you know Chemical Brothers to you know to Park. <laughs> I guess you know you just just name it. Yeah, and ending with classical music. Uh, at one time, I was really really uh, I, I explored that the the Russian uh, classical you know. Composers that that are very very well known and, and and there is something to explore and I I felt very deep connection with them and I still do I still do and the way they treat piano the way they treat melodies and instrumentation is it's like it's very it's very unique and I spent few years exploring classical music as, as a way of creating music as as a composer and so I I can't name I can't name um any particular figures well this is that's what our podcast is all about we focused on basically a different genre every week i feel like so we're all over Mm -hmm. the place and that's my passion as well is finding new artists and smaller artists and you know those those groups that you don't hear on the radio because i think that's where the best music is you know that stuff that's not being played Mm. on the radio so that's definitely i can i can relate to you on that um, so you just released an album in July, Surrender. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. I'm interested to know because you just also, I don't know how recently, but you completed a degree in sound design, correct? Yeah, that's correct. It was five years ago, but it's still, you know, uh, it's, 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 no, it's, it's a very, very good push uh, uh, for me. And it was, it, it was at the time and uh, you know, I, in a way, it changed my 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 writing process, and it changed my way of doing things. I started noticing that music consists of sounds, not just notes. And what exactly uh, changes in sound um, can how how exactly those changes in sound can influence the person and the way those notes are perceived, for example. Or, you know, it, it, it's, it's a common place. It's a common place right now. And I'm very happy for that. Like 10 years ago, it was less of that. And you can, you can live without very good tone. On, you, and, and, and you could very, very, you know, see this, you know, lo-fi or, you know, bedroom, bedroom style of, you know, doing things. And, and it, was, it was very charming. But now I see that people are starting to think that well, I can't do really much with, with this. And I, I, there should be some depth with music. And, uh, a lot, and uh, the, 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 the becoming more and more popular hi-fi, um, you know, um, headphones and, and very good, uh, you know, listening, listening devices that reproduce the sound well, um, they, help, they help in this. And people appreciate the sound design of things much, much more. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So how did your degree influence the writing process for this latest album? Because it's different than your other stuff for sure. Well, uh, I think the first thing that, that, that is noticeable is that I don't stick to one uh, genre or another, to one way of doing things. I, I well, um, the way it's different is that I try to try to implement new ways of creating sounds. I, I you know, I condensed my my knowledge knowledge that I gathered throughout a decade, and so I tried purely synth based music or uh, very very stripped down um, acoustic acoustic uh, sounds, acoustic piano and. The simplicity is, is 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 misleading, and you can spend much more time recording and editing and mixing very very simple piano melody if it's recorded properly. You can add a lot of new details. You can mm, expose much more uh, that was hidden in the in a in the recording process, and I see that it's 
it's the sound design in its purest form, so to say. Yeah, you, you create new sounds, you create the sounds that serve the purpose, that serve the, uh, the context. And it's, it's what, it's the beauty of it, it's the beauty of it. And it's a shame not to exploit this dimension. Yeah, and you can so definitely... I, so, so, I, so, so I exploited it <laughs> all the way. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely, you can hear all the different layers in that this newest album, Surrender. And you can also hear the, there's a bit of a marriage between the electronic um, stuff that you're doing with your sound design um, degree, but then you also have that classical influence of the, there's the string orchestra in a few songs and there's your traditional piano music and it's all blended together very well, I think. Yes, it's. I think it's it's um, it's the biggest compliment that I got, uh, and it's it's uh, the the compliment that I appreciated most, and I got some some people saying about it, and I'm very very happy happy about it. Is that you, if you if you listen to the album one time, you can see that there are lots of details, and you want to listen to it another time. And it's, it's just, you know, it's the biggest compliment for me, as I said, there you can, um, we live in a, in a situation where, um, where mu a lot of music is just one, you know, one, one time use, you just don't want to hear it more and more and more. Uh, I, I'm not talking about viral songs, <laughs> which, which, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the depth, not the, the viral. Uh, matter of melodies or some you know catchy tones which can be very very simple but for some reason you just want to hear it. no i would say like any, yeah, any yeah, yeah. classical music you're creating something that is meant to withstand history right like the classical music yes. that was created centuries ago is still being played today and i think that's something that's so beautiful about classical music neoclassical um, post-classical all of that uh, all the music that fits into that genre is that it's not bound by time. Yeah, that's 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 correct. And the, what's most amazing is that when you see, when you look into the archives, or when you look into the diaries of of, of composers, you can see that they maybe maybe they conduct uh, the new symphony once or twice, or you know after five times and and that's it and it means that the listener the audience will listen to one symphony like once or twice in their lives and it's it's, it's just you know something that amazes me and yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, and 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 uh, uh, you know the the impulse in in 2020 and the impulse of 21st century is like uh, the instinct is like well, it, it, it didn't worth the, the work. It didn't worth uh, working, working to, around those depths and all those instrumentations and those meticulously precise, you know, melodies. So you have to, you know, just do it like not very good. Just so it will work once and maybe that's it. <laughs> and the answer is like, no, good music is meant to be is meant to stay through centuries yeah. one way or not. It's a labor of love for sure. Speaking of making history, so you are the co-founder of the app Endel, um, which is this incredible app that makes music based specifically um, for each person. So it's an individualized experience. It's making soundscapes for your environment based on your heart rate and the light that you're exposed to and the weather and all of these crazy factors. Where did you get the idea for this? And and what like what was your inspiration? I am so fascinated by this. Well, uh, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> yes, it's 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 a very very unusual um, path for me. If you, if you, if you ask me, so it was something. If you if you ask me, like you know, ten years ago or five years ago, that I would do something like that, I would I would be you know very confused, very confused. We are 
originally a team of six. Uh, previously, we were we were working on a series of kids apps. Um, they were called uh, Bubble, B-U-B-L, and we just created very fancy, very arty <laughs> apps for kids that were musical, that had very very nice um, aesthetics and very nice visionary and, and sound, and we tried to do everything not to be like other stupid and ugly kids games for for for, for the tablet tablet games so we we made a series of those games and we sold the company and we asked ourselves what we want to do next and we saw the opportunity in uh in music in public spaces we saw the pain there for example you want to work and you don't know the place to work because the music is just very very bad even in um working spaces which are meant for working you can hear that music is very loud it's too active it has vocals which is a big no-no for for productive day <laughs> yeah it's just you know you just use too much brain uh, brain power to process that subconsciously very soon we realized that uh, th those soundscapes that would be played in, in in public spaces would have to be personalized personalized in a way that it has to adapt to room size, to number of people, to noisiness of, 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 of the room. And slowly, slowly, we realize that it's better to have a personal experience rather than a public space experience, because we can personalize it more. As you said, heart rate, weather, and uh, circadian rhythms of, of, of one particular person those things that fascinated us and we saw that we can personalize it uh, those inputs and music will will change music will adapt to that and it's, it's just very beautiful recently we got some um we we're um, we're collaborating with a scientific uh, project and we got the first results and um people were exposed to and all sound and all focus sound to be more precise to um, Apple Music and uh, Spotify focus playlists, which were made particularly for focus and silence. And in many cases, in vast majority of cases, and all uh, was more effective. And, and uh, the the brainwave activity was scanned. The you know, and there was like self 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 questionary involved. I think as well so people said and their brain activity said that actually it's something that we, we we're onto something <laughs> yeah. you definitely are yeah and i could feel that difference so just listening to it like listening to the sleep music for instance and like helping it helps me to fall asleep or when i'm working putting on that focus um the focus live stream that also it just helps you to kind of get in the zone in a way that nothing like no other music that I've ever heard before. And it's all, is it all created by AI as well? We use AI partially. Uh, so as we say, we use the best of both worlds because AI in a very strict sense, it doesn't sound very musical. It doesn't sound very creative. It doesn't sound very nice. And there is also a very, very common misconception that music created by, by AI is uh, the music uh, music itself, but it's not true. When when people say that something is created, that some music is created by AI, ninety nine percent is that the notes themselves are created by AI, not the the audio file, not the audio stream, and it's a very very important uh, difference. Uh, the latter, the the the, the audio. Uh, stream is, is is not very well generated right now there i i still have to hear some very some hear some convincing uh, experiments in that area even from i don't know google from from anyone else mm, but for notes for 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 notation itself it can be very very be can be very very helpful for example in a in a focus mode in certain situation some melody should play it's just you know what science says but we cannot just play, just 
cannot generate hundreds and thousands of melodies by ourselves. And we ask to ask AI to do it. We ask, they, they learn, they learn from what we want to do, what we ask it to do, and it learns itself and just delivers a similar result. There is still um, a lion's share of, of manual work, of, of manual curation of stuff. And that's what's important. That's my main message to AI topic is that you still have to be like, you know, a nanny. You still have to be, you know, AI is like, you know, a, a child, a small, small child that does not <laughs> do well, just not, you know, with the same effectiveness, you can, you can just make a four year old sit and some claim some melodies. If you, if you, if you teach it, if you teach AI, uh, not good enough if you don't give some restrictions. So I'm I'm very I'm very cautious about saying that we use AI and only AI. Well, yeah, and I think the other reason for that is because you are a composer for Endel, correct? So you're actually making this music. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Well, the, the vast majority of sound is, yeah, for, for people who do who are not exp uh, who are not mm, familiar with Endel, in a very very simple sense, is just. <laughs> ambient uh, is just ambient music which is endless it, it, it is generating in the real time and it never repeats itself never so you have to the, the secret recipe for that is just a lot a lot of content and our startup is two years old i think let 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 me see yes it's two years yeah i think it's two years old now there'll be the third one and all this time we're creating and creating and creating new content. So it's not, you know, it only sounds as, as magic. <laughs> that is that it never repeats itself. Actually, there is a lot of content. Yeah. And so uh, what I mean is that um, like we had to ask some other people as an experiment. We like those internal experiments. Now uh, a second guy works with me. Uh, name is Alex and he's very good he's, he just helps me to do all this stuff and recently we we did a very very serious collaboration with Grimes yeah which was awesome I think that's so cool I was listening to some of her stuff earlier I love it well yeah yeah it's 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 it's, it's very you know it feels surreal for us in a way because yeah um but, but in a sense, it's very logical because artists always try to find new ways of uh, creating new, new content, new to explore new ways of creating music. And we could deliver that to her and uh, she played this AI generated thing as a toy. And this was very fascinating to watch it uh, unveil and to watch it, you know, develop and we had a lot of fun <laughs> we had a lot of yeah. fun i'm sure she did too i mean if i were to pick one artist in the entire world to like collaborate on something that was ai related i would have definitely gone with grime so i think that was the perfect choice <laughs> yeah yeah we, we couldn't believe that we, we could you know we could do that we got a lot of feedback and uh, it was it was really surreal and it fitted so well into the context of, of contemporary context with very good timing for all of us. So circling back to something that you said earlier about, about how when um, like ambient music has lyrics or vocalists in it, it's very difficult to concentrate or focus on the music. However, we have seen uh, several very famous neoclassical um, artists and composers in the recent years start incorporating vocalists into their music. For example, Olafur Arnold's, um, Peter Sandberg. So what is your thought on this? Do, do vocals have a place in neoclassical music? Does that add to it? Does it subtract? What do you think? My opinion is that it's, it's beautiful and it's, it's, it sounds very, very, very nice. I, I always um, up to some, some experimentation with, with new forms and uh, incorporating lyrics and vocals 
plays a huge role in in in, in adapting such kind of music into more uh, formed one because you can play if you're instrumentalist you can noodle on your piano all all day long and that's it but <laughs> yeah when you have a vocalist you have to have a very 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 good stance of how how the song should should evolve it's next it's the next step i should say for me for me personally i didn't have a, a lot of experience with vocal i had a very briefly on on my one of the previous albums and I've, i i love the, the this song it's beautiful i think uh for the why question i think that um, i don't know it's just sound beautiful it just seems like there is some vacant vacant space uh that can be used and just vocal beautiful vocal um just fits so well um the the, the more you know the acoustic tones that's why you get um, the big band of you know 50s and 60s that i don't know even in 70s uh it was all about acoustic string string ensemble and some guitars so it, it was it was very very you know natural natural to have to have something like that if you see if you look into the history and you look into the more academic academic duos or trios when some more you know operatic operatic voice sings um in a chamber in a chamber in a chamber um, uh, layout uh, with, with piano it's very 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 natural yeah i agree with you and i yes think... yes Sch schumann comes to mind for for example yeah mm -hmm. and his uh, vocal vocal and piano cycles for example uh, i think on the other on the other hand uh, it automatically the music automatically gets more into pop area for some reason for this acoustic acoustic pop very 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 laid down very very stripped down but but for some reason for some reason i hear that you know you can question if it's good or not but to be honest neoclassical music was never a very very niche thing because if you expose such kind of music to you know to all ages to all you know uh cultural backgrounds you will you will you will hear that yes it's nice music yeah is it from a film <laughs> yeah so there, there, there there's no hostility to it and it's it's very important in in you know in this day and age it's, it's a very good you know indicator that very well received yeah, I agree with you. I think it, it does depend on how it's done, uh, because I've definitely heard some excellent versions of where, you know, vocals have been added to a beautiful classical piece and it's been amazing. And then there's definitely been other times where it's not, I feel like, gone as well or added to the song, you know, like where I would rather just listen to the instrumental version and appreciate the music without having the vocalists added on top. But I am very excited to hear that um, you're thinking about uh, doing that in the future and we'll definitely keep our ears open for that. So I want to talk about um, my favorite album of yours, which is Collage, um, which came out several years ago now. When I listen to this album, I feel like I'm listening to the ocean, um, just like, and I can't describe exactly how it makes me feel, but I really wanna know the inspiration for this album and what your writing process was like for it. It's very difficult to say about the inspiration for the album because it's called collage, not for it. It's called collage for a reason. It's a collage of different different compositions that were originally not expected to be a coherent thing. Some of them were for commercial stuff. Some of them were like you know my experiments. I started to gather some. Hardware. I started to get some gear, analog one, and I just you know it's just just you know it was a my you know personal zeitgeist <laughs> in a way if if I'm allowed to say that 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 this this very feeling of 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 swaying of this this feeling of 
wavy motion of something very round and warm and, and very, very gentle and very but, but still but still that has some internal movement inside and it just felt felt the beauty of it and this hardware gear it helped because it adds some uh, irregularities it adds some error and if you and it and this wavy motion and this irregularity is, is does help with, with this texture with, with prominent texture with prominent um, liveliness of things the naturality of things and yeah i think it, it this is what makes it coherent and why it sounds coherent to this day <laughs> yeah despite the fact that uh, i didn't expect it to be like yeah that. well and i think that you can hear the like you said, that underlying movement, which reminds me of the waves, right? So you've got like kind of mm -hmm. like a tide coming in and out, but beneath the water, there's all of these different things going on. And you really get that sense when you're listening to this album. But I do think that even though it is a collage, it flows very, very well. I think each song flows very well into the next one, even though they are all different. It was unexpected. Yeah, it was really unexpected. The story goes like, uh, I had some uh, email, some email exchange with with Fat Cat Records that that uh, that released collage album as, as my debut. But technically, technically it's not. But it's it's my first LP, so let's say it's a debut album. <laughs> uh, my conversation with with them started with another album. With uh, it started with Periyahali, which is a solo piano album, which I recorded in a country house. It has a very wooden, very intimate sound. And it's it's very stripped, stripped down. Mm. And I send it to them. They like it really well. But uh, it was EP. It was an extended play, so they couldn't release it at, at, this, at the first album of of a new of a signing artist. We had to wait few a year or year and a half, and they just asked, "Hey, Dimitri, do you have something new?" Just you know, just in case. And at, at that time, I started working in commercial area, and I just gathered it as one archive and just sent them. And it barely in in barely unchanged form. I, it was released as a collage. So it's a very little happy accident. Yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting. I didn't know that. It doesn't sound like that at all. Like it sounds very well thought yes. out and well planned. Maybe maybe because. All those compositions were, were written in a very short span span of time. I just, you know, I was, uh, no, there was an abundance uh, abundance of of those works and commissions and just, you know, one size fits all was my <laughs> was my approach and I was looking for my for my uh, sound for my style and I I thought that I could that I found that and I I. I was aware of that. I was aware that um, <clears throat> those quick quirkiness and those movements were my thing at that time. And uh, finally, uh, funny enough is that uh, I feel that I kind of lost that that signature sound. I just, you know, nowadays I just don't do it like, you know, in this sense, it's more, it's more generic. And I feel sometimes that I, I lost something in, along the way. <laughs> it's funny. Mm, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I do think, obviously, you know, you feel the way you do, but I think that you can, in your later albums, you still get a sense of that. I think that in, in the last two albums, the Comprehension of Light and in Surrender, you just have more. I mean, I feel like they're more mature albums in the sense that you have the strings which weren't as big of an element in your in your earlier album so you have that added and there's just a i feel like there's a deeper sound in some ways yeah uh, i think uh, yeah it's it's a very interesting thing that uh yeah the andal uh, um experience that i got is is my experience of collaborating with people working with people uh we're a relatively big company now we're 25 people and I learned to work with, with people. I learned to be a head of department. I learned to be in charge of something. 
in my life um, and on work. And this experience led to change of approach on surrender and partially surrender. I, I, I name surrender the way it is because I surrendered to allowing other people into my album. More than 20 people worked on it. It's a lot. It's like you know, double, double string quartets, arrangers, uh, session musicians, mixers, uh, all over the place. And it's it's very, very unusual, very unusual for me to, to allow. And the romantic kind of person asks himself instinctively, well, does it mean that that there is less of me? when I allow more people there and instinct says that, yes, there is less of you because it's, it's, you know, it's not you who made like, for example, this melody or this, mm, I don't know, recording, but in reality, it's, it's, it's the other way around. You, you, you deliberately mm, give someone more capable of to do something that, that more precisely delivers and pictures what you had in mind that's that's the beauty of it i think that's why i i went went big <laughs> in this one yeah well it's a beautiful album listeners if you haven't heard it yet please go check it out um give it a listen um dimitri i do want to be cognizant of your time because i know it is late in moscow um, so we want to close off with our rapid fire question round so these are just some quick questions and then um, just feel free. You can answer as brief as you want. Um, and they're easy. Don't worry. Uh, we're okay. going to start off okay. with your favorite composer. Oh, any, any, any span of time. Yes. Well, I, I, I'd say, you know, uh, Tchaikovsky. Let, let, let it be Tchaikovsky. Yeah. I think, yeah. Tchaikovsky. Yes. Yeah. I agree I just completely. Feel, feel him. I just feel him most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, others I just don't feel. For example, Mozart, I, I, do, I don't understand it. I don't understand him. Um, so what do you like to do when you are not making music? Um, Does that time even exist or are you just always making music? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one there because my, my work schedule is like, you know, it's like a full-time work. Uh, it's handled and if not handled, then something else like a, a, composing something else so it's like you know a, a full-time job for me and it's i sometimes i don't have a lot of time to do anything um just not staring at the computer <laughs> meditation you know doing doing something else not not reading reading yeah it, it helps but you know not not computer not computer it's, it's, it's doing music is, is very unhealthy um, no occupation. Mm, I hear you. And, and that's 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 what I found out. Yeah, and if I continue like that, and I'm 27, and I know that if I continue like that in 10 years, God knows what 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 disease can I, I get? And I, I I'm really serious about it. Yeah, we're gonna have to train the AI robots. They'll have to be there to help you out. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish. <laughs> so you have composed music for a number of films and short movies. So I'm interested to know if you were to act in a film, so play as an actor, what genre of film would you want to act in? Comedy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people say that. Comedy? Yeah, I like, I like. Yes, I my my sense of humor is overabundant. It's over all, all over the place. It's it's so irrelevant. Like like comedy, yeah. So I think yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll see it. I'll I'll see it. I'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I read online somewhere that you had had the opportunity to be brought up on stage with Nils Fromm. Is this correct? Yes. Yes, it was in Moscow. Yes, in two thousand thirteen. I guess. Um, yeah, I That's think amazing. I think it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 surreal. Yeah, at that time he was not you know 
he was not that famous so it's really easy to contact him he mastered one of my albums it's 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 on, it's partially released it's, it's you know it's a very old one it's a very bad one but still he mastered it and on that on that ground we 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 start to exchange emails and we just agreed to meet in moscow and he will be there but it was totally unexpected to me and because i could not play piano at all i i mean you know i just tried to keep up and uh at one point he started playing hammers which is a very fast very laborious very artisan uh, piece it's very up tempo and i i was invited to play as the right hand <laughs> and i failed hard and you know i think if 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 i if i go to psychoanalyst and he will ask why i don't play live <laughs> i will answer that my that's 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 a painful painful memory oh, of no. mine <laughs> that led to not playing live <laughs> oh. yeah well, I'm sorry it to dredge that it was up. Cute. It was cute. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. It was cute. I, I should say that it was cute. Do you think yeah. that there's any possibility of you ever doing any type of a collaboration with Niels from? I don't think so, to be honest. I feel sometimes, I just, for some reason, I feel that he might, at some point, very, very soon, she just might announce that he won't play any music again. I just see his path and I followed it very closely and I was lucky to see it personally and I see that after you know renting the best one of the best studios in the world for a year or, or something like that and for making album and after that selling this gear and never and committing to never go to this studio again I think there's something uh serious behind it you know i i won't comment too much on it because i don't know anything but i still i feel that he he has overgrown the musical thing um partially partially maybe i say this way because i feel that sometimes i just feel that at, at some point i, I might do the same <laughs> yeah and just be you know producer or you know studio owner just be on a you know in in an auxiliary field and not yeah. be the composer myself. Yeah, I love helping other people, and you know it's mm -hmm. it's you know I I feel really much realized when I do this. So it's it's you know yeah maybe I uh, extrapolate <laughs> my my own insecurities and yeah, my own maybe stuff <laughs> yeah yeah but but still yeah maybe maybe yeah maybe not we'll i think i think not he's 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 too fake he's too fake no. yeah. so my last yeah. question for you um since you are based in moscow um what is your favorite thing to do in moscow what's the best place to see if if anybody is traveling to moscow sometime in 2021 well uh just walk at least in the center you'll be amazed how much it changed you'll be amazed how contemporary it is right now it's not how you see it it's it's a very very uh i, I was in i was in europe i i i drove like all around europe i was like in 40 countries something like that and i saw lots of cities and i see uh, i didn't see a lot of asian cities i have to say as i saw so tokyo i saw bangkok but not not China, not you know Singapore, and I can say that Moscow is more tidy and central Moscow is more tidy and more beautiful and more well kept than than most of European cities. That's 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 unusual for me, and it's not easy for me to say that because there is a very you know strong very strong sense. In, in 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 Russian population, it's it's okay and it's in in the in the spirit of time to say something bad about the homeland, about Russia, about heritage, and and uh, I, I agreed with that, and I agree with most of the stuff. The you know it's still a kleptocracy, Russia, 
and I still that there are lots of problems, but still I see that Moscow has changed for for best, for better. And what I love to do most, I guess uh, it, it's too big. It's too big to to do something. You know, just it's it very hard to live there. But if you're a visitor, it's a treat because you know there's always something. You don't have to go to work in the rush hour. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. there are some good tea, tea places better than in most most countries. Some tea places. That's, that's what I. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Because of of the of the proximity to China, uh -huh. uh, the tea culture is very very advanced, and you can you can have a lot of good you know white teas or like you know yellow teas or some very very you know nuanced things you, there's very it's very deep and it, it's nothing like you know you can uh, i i i lived with team as a part of you know uh, it acceleration i lived in um la and for a while and four months i, I think and i would try the best tea there and it was like it's not it's not good it's not good if you, if you yeah. try to look for I don't yeah. think LA. Yeah, because, is because, tea. because yeah, there is no, there is no like you know culture. There's yeah, no, you know. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well, that's what I'm talking about. Surprisingly, mm. for Europe, Europe, it's 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 pretty much the same. Yeah, surprisingly. Very cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've learned something new. Well, Dimitri, thank you so so much for for joining me for this episode. Um, listeners, please go check out his latest album, Surrender, but also listen to his uh, past work as well and uh, download his app, Endel. I am asking my family members to please get me a lifetime subscription. So if you're looking for a Christmas <laughs> gift for somebody, um, it's a great gift for, for anybody, I think. Anyone who loves music or is in school and wants to study, needs some background music, go download it. Um, and that's, that's it for today. Thank you. Thank you, Dimitri. Um, thank you. Yes. Best wishes in 2021.